One is the loneliest number that you'll ever do, but it sure beats zero here on the Always Americast, Chef of Wednesday Opinion with an American Accent. I'm your host, Jeffrey Paternostro. It used to be, it's been a couple of years now, we used to get the international break week off, but because Wednesday actually took a point, we did feel the need to do a a short podcast this week, and then we'll do a a short podcast next week to, to preview the upcoming fixtures. But since I had to do a show, I just had that moment where I was a little hectic, getting everything squared away with the kid before I could record. I looked at my liquor cabinet. I'm just like, uh, I don't really feel like a beer. I don't really feel like making it a complicated cocktail. It did rain all day, and it's like high 60s, low 70s. It's actually quite nice now that it stopped. But that's cold enough to make an old-fashioned, so I did. Uh, it's a it's a very fall old fashioned. This is sort of the unofficial start of fall, I suppose, or the last day of summer, depending on your point of view. But I, so the only whiskey I have in the house right now is Rendezvous Rye from High West, which is very good and rather expensive. But I am not uh, opposed to using expensive liquor in a cocktail every once in a while. It does tend to make a pretty good cocktail. It's made a pretty good old fashioned. With the combination of uh, the Bitter Bitters Lab spiced cranberry syrup, uh, and their collab with Uncle Nearest, the uh, uh, bourbon barrel aged apple bitters, so it's very fall. It's very festive. It's very good. There's a lot of rye in here, for what's probably not going to be a very long podcast. But that's how we do it. And joining me to review the Leeds game and the transfer window in New England, it's our New England owl, Justin Desorger. Justin, it's like 90 there, isn't it? Um, we had just a stunning weekend. Uh, didn't it didn't get that that warm, uh, but every day uh, for the long holiday weekend, uh, for those in England, this is a holiday weekend. It's our fake May Day, uh, with what we call Labor Day. Um, every day was between seventy and, and eighty. Uh, it was it was gorgeous. It was a great day to be outside in in uh, Cape Cod. Uh, I kept my beer choice local. The uh, aquatic brewery in town i got the one of their down wellings it's a uh berliner weiss uh mm. you know german sour um they have a blackberry one and uh mango tangerine one i usually like the blackberry one but uh i grabbed the other one so i'm uh nursing one of those great weekend in new england well that's great here I don't know if it was a great weekend to be a Wednesday fan, but a better weekend than in the past few. We will cover a point at Leeds and review the transfer window. If you want the, I don't know, it's Middlesbrough and somebody else. I don't even know who the other game is. Uh, previews, you'll, you'll get those next week. So a couple short shows so we don't actually get a week off. But we will move on to the Leeds review. Uh, and my word, it's a few words, is uh, brought to you by the letter P. Because it is a point. I don't know if it's a platform. And I'm pretty sure it's not necessarily progress, but it is a point. Um, I definitely think there's some progress. We'll talk about it. But yeah, I, I we can. You really my, raising, you're, you're raising the right thing right now. My, my issue is, like, we look, desperately it, it's a matter of context. They really badly, if, if the first four performances hadn't have happened, you would have looked at this game and been like, all right, not the best game of football ever. They had their chances in the second half and maybe a little unlucky not to get a goal. Uh, defensively, they were all right. You know, again, a, a tough place to go and play. Oh, he's like, all right, good. That's that's a perfectly fine point, even if not the best performance, and not something you're gonna, you know, not one for the for the DVDs or anything like that. But in the context of the rest of the season, it's like, yeah, it's a point. Got them out of got them out of the basement. Twenty third now. They're one point off safety. <laughs> the great escape begins. 
But uh, yeah, it's they played three at the back mostly, although it was a little bit more more fluid than that at times. And I just and again it was it was Smith, Gregory, and Windass. And I just don't look. Can they play like that the rest of the season and get enough points to stay up in this league? Maybe. But then what was the point of the whole transfer window? What was the point of bringing in uh, Cisco Munoz, who, whether you think he's the guy for this job or not, this is not his preferred way of playing. Like, I just don't know what you want. Like, I don't know what the club wants. I don't know what the fan base wants. I don't think we're happy with enough with a point at Leeds, which fair enough. But I just don't. It didn't really feel like a we kick on from here, right? No, and this so so the problem that I'm seeing and it's been bothering me. I know I have been on the pod to talk about it, but I've you know sort of seen it online and and had conversations with people about it, is that when we shift to three at the back and we keep in the same guys that brought us up, we are reverting to the safe tactics that, as you just really pointed out, Jeff, maybe that'll be enough to keep it up, and 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 it might be. Um, but then there's not going to be any progress there. I, I think, and I think that's been a problem that, that Zisco has had here is that he won a couple games trying to do the things that he wanted to do, didn't quite get the results, and has now reverted back. Uh, it's definitely a different setup than Moore had. Uh, the last few games, we've seen this weird uh, sort of four man box midfield, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily have a problem with as a formation, but. It's who he's putting in place there that is, you know, it's just not a great fit for Gregory or for Windass to do that. I don't like Bannon being quite so far back, although he was he was outstanding on Saturday in terms of, you know, just being able to run around and do as much as he could. Um, I thought George Byers had a very good game as well. But I thought Byers but, was but good, I really- but again, the problem is like... Byers playing next to Bannon doesn't really allow Byers to do all the things he does well. Correct. I think it's um, you can see the difference with Diaby when Diaby could come in and, and fill that space. Maybe maybe Buckley is that guy. Uh, when we get to the um, get to the transfer. Yeah, when we part, get to the transfers. But, but with Bannon there, he can't because Bannon does like to freelance. Byers has to be a little more. It's uh, <laughs> the old English cliche, right? One stays, one goes, and Byers has to be the one that stays. If you're going to use a, a two-man yeah. central midfield, then yeah. And that's, again, this is this is my problem with how he's setting up. When he's setting up with three at the back, and, and what it is, you'd have that box midfield, so it's really a 3-4-3 three, three with two number 10s behind the one. Um, and, I, and you can say that's a 5-4-1, which sure. it sure as shit was uh, <laughs> after about 11 minutes. Yeah. Um, they, they absolutely shredded us and got behind our uh, fullbacks. Or our, Basque has made some th- great Theoretically. Saves. Wing, wing backs in, yeah. in Patterson and Delgado outside midfielders. Well, that's the other and problem, too, once, is you can't play like Mustafa. Patterson's not well, but, but, fit for well, it. Well, but see, this this is why I, I think well, we could talk about this. I think the problem that we saw Saturday wasn't a problem. It was the right move. They were beating us wide. And so we dropped Patterson and Delgado into a back five. We dropped the two tens into a flat four. It's a five, four, one. I don't have a single problem with us literally the poorest team in this league um, with an aging roster and some turnover and new players imagine everything we're doing to I go agree. to Ellen Road yeah no I agree, I agree yeah. a five four one 
But if you're going to do that, you need to be able to hit them on the counter. And a guy like Musaba mm-hmm. or uh, you know any of the other guys that we're now starting to get in, and we need to keep uh, you know uh, Kasama and any of these guys that we need to start implementing in. Those are the guys that can play in that system where you sit back, mm-hmm. soak it up, and, and like go. He, you could uh, be like, well, do you really want Anthony Musaba having like wing back? like right wing back responsibilities. I'm like, well, I saw Ganoto just torture Callum Patterson for the right. entire game. I don't know if Musaba would be that much worse. And some Somerville on the other side was just yeah. devastating as well. And then they brought then they brought in Iorfa to try to square it up and he almost gave away a penalty against him. So Although I I did like I, I would probably rather have Patterson than, than Gregory up there in that yeah. weird ten well. I just don't I, I feel like if this is the system that Gregory he was wants playing right wing do, at like various points in this game. Like there was a there was a pot where he got a ball on the wing, he was like over the top, and his control was good. And like you want your right winger there to just be able to burst, correct? And out, That's not out, and right beat right. the fullback for pace, for and whether you're cut in or get the guy one. Greedy Gregory can't do that. That's just three out. No. No, and that's not a can't. good use of his skills, right? It's you want him in the number nine role, getting the you know getting the ball stuck to him and letting players like Musaba and Delgado run off him on the wings. Correct, or work as part of a front two if you're going to do that. But this, you know, it's just it's I I really feel like the problem was Munoz felt or heard or took too much of the criticism. He, after he that first couple the, of games. So what's the NFL? Why did he heard footsteps basically? I mean, but Jesus Christ, man, we're fucking two games in when he's doing that. And <laughs> I now, know. I mean, you don't now, know. We so, know how this fan base is. and I, we, we do, but I, I really hope that this next guy, and, and I will say from a positive note, a uh, couple of things I really liked about this game. I, I thought they were obviously far more defensively solid. That yeah. helps when you're playing a 5-4-1 mm-hmm. uh, and, and dropping back. But at the same time, uh, you know, they were doing that against... You know, they've done that in other games and we've seen them get shredded open. I, I thought right. overall I saw, yeah. they So the they problem is and they, they got away with it in this game, and this is a another NFL metaphor, but as well as they like like they think it's like your defense can be great, but if they never get off the field because your offense like they could not yeah. give them a breather, right? It was it got a little better in the second half. They were a little better on the counter, but for the first hour or so, it really was kind of just one way traffic. And they did defend well, and obviously Vasquez was quite good when called upon. He was called upon a few times. To that was his best uh, yeah. shot stopping performance. Yeah, it was very good shot he obviously had yeah. the, the penalty saves earlier, but uh, yeah, no, I thought that was another uh, positive to take out of it. Um, uh, Tom Total Wednesday on Twitter. Uh, he's got a very good sub stack as well. As a, I forget his last name. He's a former coach um, who's been writing about the team a lot this year, well worth the follow. He, mm-hmm. he put together some nice little clips of how cohesive our press was compared to previous games. Yeah. And again, we weren't pressing particularly hard. We were no, sitting back. But they were, I, it, I didn't it, notice they were better uh, up at the edge, uh, getting body to body up at the edge of the area too. So, Yeah. Oh, 100%. We didn't yeah. give up a goal. <laughs> we didn't give up a goal uh, on a spot. Yeah. We all wanted to buy yeah. on the uh, high on the field there so i i think that there is some progress but for me i you know and i don't want to throw any of these people under the best i could argue that callum patterson 
I feel like I can both argue that Cal Patterson could be the player of the season and also shouldn't be, be playing for our team. Yeah. It, <laughs> so it's been a really weird you know. start. And like this game especially wasn't uh wasn't helped by the refereeing. And I, I don't think we're gonna talk about the refereeing as much as we did in League One, perhaps. And I don't even think it was a bad refereeing performance because it was consistent. Yeah. I he just was not going to call fouls. I mean, short of what was it, uh Sort of Delgado just absolutely <laughs> coming in. He came in two feet on the sideline. He was low. So oh, it wasn't a red. I don't think it was a red, but it was like the studs were not up. But yeah, yeah but it yeah, was like not a good tackle when I first saw it. Yeah, I mean, sure. Bannon literally was not within five feet of the ball and like rolled up on a defender, and it wasn't even on a, on a uh, Leeds player. It wasn't even a foul. So I did. I was amused by Wednesday calling for a handball shout. Uh, in the penalty box sometime in the second, like in the middle of the second half or so. Uh, I never did see a replay, so I don't, but like, you're not getting it. It was the same thing with the IORFA, no. right? Like, not every week, but there's a lot of weeks where that IORFA challenges a penalty. That could have been. He's by him. He's like, he's not really playing the ball. Yeah. Well, it's a little, gone. they're both, they're both, they're both then. going, yeah. But there are certain referees that'll give that. Uh, that referee was not giving that in a million years. That just was not going to happen. So fair enough. It was. No. It was pretty consistent. It was, and like that actually favored Wednesday, right? If this same thing had happened in League One, it would not have favored them. But like in this kind of game where they're away from home on Island Road and it's going to be a little scrappy, yeah, they got away with some stuff. That and that's okay. Out. I mean, that's that's football. But I yeah. I do I feel I feel very I feel a lot better coming out of this week, and then I am seeing some small bits of progress. And I I hope that with two weeks on the, the yeah, training. Right? I know we, we, actually, we actually play Ipswich next. That's right. And yeah. then it's Borough Both at home, on the yeah. Tuesday. Um, you know, I, I I can see, you know, boy, Ipswich would be a great game to, to roll out a... Uh, They've been a little you know, shakier. Sort of Defensive-minded, uh, counter-attacking team. It's like, not, not, not that we can do exactly this, but I don't know if you've seen uh, West Ham the last couple of years, but especially I watched a couple of West Ham games this year. Mm. And... David Moyes yeah. sits back mm-hmm. and soaks up pressure. I'm familiar with then, his work. <laughs> yeah, turns and the speed with, with which that they know. We don't have Jared Bowen and no. Cal Antonio and, and, you know, guys like that. And that's fine. But for a championship level, I would rather find out that mm. Anthony Musaba, who's signed for the next three years. Right. Right. Or, or Kasama, who's signed for the next three years. Um you know, I'd, I'd rather see that they can do that. Let's let John Buckley try to run things mm-hmm. and, and see how he does. I, hopefully, uh, uh, Modiabi is is back at some point. I thought he looked. Um, I, thought I think he they. I think good, he but... said I, Munoz indicated not after the international break. I don't know. No, but I, listen. Ever. I after that, I had you told me he was going to do. A, Aiden Flint from two years ago plays four <laughs> seconds and then goes home. Uh, I wouldn't have been shocked. Um, and I'd even, uh, I hate to say this because I love uh, Gregory and Smith uh, to pieces, especially for the work that they did um, the last couple of years. But, you know, I'd kind of like to see Ashley Fletcher get more of a, I a guess. run out as the, like, lo- and again, as the lone guy up top. He know? has not done like a single thing that I have noticed positively, basically, in his. So again, limited well, time. He, I'm he coming had, on as a, a sub, a, and always coming on as sub. But he had a and, few things last yeah. game where he was, you know, out jumping people, winning balls, recovering, making runs. Like I, I can see 
us turning this thing around. Again, we played what five games, four mm-hmm. games, the forty something to go. Where it's <laughs> a lot of it's, games. It's left. okay, people. Yeah, they got okay. two Ipswich and Burrow at home are both winnable games too coming up out of the break. So it will be interesting Could to be. see see how that plays out, but. Yeah, I mean, they, we have often at times on this podcast in the championship. Wednesday seemed to have a, a history of like getting good results going into the international break. And like, ah, oh, the international break just happened at a bad time. International breaks happening at a very good time right now. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with that. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what comes out of it. You know, like if we don't beat, we don't, if Ipswich beats us, but there seems to be progress. Like I take that at this point. I. I, I know that I don't think that's going to go over great, horrible, but... but yeah, but you know what? People can eat it. Like it's, it's just facts. Again, there's 40 something games or there's 35 something games. By no, the, I know it's time. a long season. If, if this team, if this team starts to figure it out and, and do like, there's a fair amount of talent on this team. If we're really some of the guys we've talked about, maybe, you know, we didn't even mention, uh, I, I thought, uh, Diaby and Bernard were, were both very good. Yeah, uh, they were. Uh, Bernard's on impressed Saturday, me. Yeah. So, um, I, I think this is a team that can do okay, but you know we're going to have to. I, I want us to to push it and, and try to play with those players, not sadly roll out the team that mopped up League One the last two years. Yeah, it does not look like that is uh, that is going to work in the championship. Once they have strength in the squad a little bit more. So we'll take a break, come back for the Wednesday news, and wrap up the transfer window. Now it's time for the Wednesday news. We'll start by wrapping up the transfer window. A couple of moves on deadline day. Uh, Jeff Hendrick on loan from Newcastle United and... John Buckley on loan from Blackburn, both midfielders. Uh, Hendrick has been on the books for Newcastle for a few years now. Has actually played there a ton. Has been on loan at, at QPR and Reading uh, most recently last year, where he was played pretty much every game for them. Uh, before that, was at was at Burnley and and Derby County. So certainly a veteran uh, of this league, and that is. Uh, played a fair bit in the Premier League as well. Uh, you know, he was a, a regular starter for for Burnley under under Sean Dyche. I uh, look, they needed more midfield depth, especially after the Diaby injury. And Hendrick is exactly the kind of veteran hand at this level they don't really have, or didn't really go for in the in the transfer window. They certainly have them in the squad proper. I just it's one of those ones that worries me. Like I'm going to give him a a fair shake and a run out here. I just do worry. You know, he was on a relegated side last year at this level. You know, he's 31. Can he really still do a job, or is it more of a Dave Jones, George Boyd, where we kind of find out that you know it's a long? And I like you know midfielder. It's I mean you have to do some running. Well, I mean we'll see. I'll give him I'll give him a fair shake. But uh, Buckley, I think, was a great bit of business. You know, again, another younger midfielder. Rovers fans did not seem thrilled that he was was out on loan. A little odd that he can't get into that squad consistently. I've not kept particularly close tabs on on how they're playing uh, tactically at the moment, so I don't know if that's part of it. But I mean, he—that's always a factor. 
Um, you know, when I was looking up him, I didn't realize. Uh, you no, know, he didn't play a ton last year, I guess. He uh, scored his first ever goal against Wednesday. He did say that. Yeah, um, he's uh he's got a long history with the club. Apparently, one of his I think it was one of his youth coaches. He said was a Wednesday fan and took him to Hillsborough for oh, some matches cool. as well. And he liked going there. So, yeah, good. He's got yeah, the was, uh, PR part of it down. <laughs> if nothing else, I I I like ball signings a lot. I, I I don't think you're wrong about Hendrick in that. I mean, maybe you'll prove could, me wrong. I just kind of like, go that way. I, I think they the, did need. I think they did need doesn't. someone with a little more veteran now at this level, uh, especially in midfield. I think it was it, 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 that's good on its face. I just you never really know, right? There's a reason. I mean, it's Newcastle, so he wasn't obviously going to get the squad. But there's a reason, you know, that he's available. And Buckley, of course. I don't well, know. let me ask you. With uh, I mean, Buckley, I love because this Buckley, is 114 appearances. He's only guys. 23. Yeah. Uh, and it's been with the uh, been with Rovers since he was uh, seven. We got like a Liam Palmer. He's the he's the under under sevens or whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I I I definitely like that because we need somebody who can attack. Uh, yeah, I don't know the details. There's obviously where... rumors that he was going to go to Swansea because they were going to pay some either a large portion of the salary. There was more money on the table. We could go, but he did end up coming to. Wednesday instead, so that's probably a good sign. I'm I'm very excited about that. The the one thing I will say about uh, Hendrick, when you start to look at it, like here's why I'm okay with it. I mean, Hendrick's going to be. I, I I still think ideally we play a three man midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four at the back, and and I'd like to see Munoz do that. But you know, do you take does Hendrick play over Bannon? No. Does Hendrick play over Byers? No. All right. Well. Does Hendrick play over Vox? Like that's right there. I I think that's that's probably the level we're looking at. I I hope he's better than Vox. And I, and I love Will Vox. I'm not 100 percent convinced he's a starter at this level. He might be. Um, right, and we like but, it did sound like they were willing to let Vox and maybe Johnson go if the right offer presented itself I mean, towards the deadline. Would you rather play Backen? Would you rather play Jeff Hendrick or Tyreek Backens? No, and obviously you need squad depth, right? Especially in this league with the fixture schedule the way it is, and especially that they already have a a fairly significant midfield injury right off the hop. So, no, I agree with the move. I'm just, uh, I don't know. I've I've been hurt before, Justin. With, uh, <laughs> I hear with you, man. It's, it's hard for any of us to yeah. trust this shit working out. But yeah, I think there's a. Uh, they were linked to Isaac Hayden. He's going to go to Luton Town and that medical, I guess, they found something on the medical. And then he was at Wednesday to get a medical and now he's supposed to go to like Standard Liege, but I don't think he actually went to Standard Liege. So maybe maybe at least we got a new Ben Marshall. Maybe it was the medical. This. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and again, on the other side, uh, there were rumors that Will Vox and Barbara Johnson would have been allowed to leave. I saw some, I think it was, it might have been... Uh, One of the Sheffield Star people noted that he might not even make the final uh, 25-man roster, which, I mean, if it's like, I, I mean, I get it, I guess. But if you are actually going to play three at the back, he might actually be reasonable left-wing back depth. You know, we can offer, you can offer a little bit of pace and cross from the left late in games. But we'll see, I mean, the manager does not appear to rate him uh, based on him not really being in the squad in in recent even in like the league cup games so we'll see how yeah that, no and it's funny because you know 
like James was hired, or James was signed before. As was Johnson, right? Yeah. Um, as was Johnson, and since the manager's been in, a new director, a director of football too, right? It's not even just the manager. Also true. Yeah. Also very true. It's a great point. But the guys that he signed, um, you know, he signed Paul Valentine, who signed him for two years. Yeah, and Delgado. Delgado for two years, mm-hmm. like. You know, he brought in his guys in positions where theoretically uh, James and uh, Johnson could have been. I, I, I do feel really bad for Marvin Johnson because he was he really did a great job for us the last couple of years. This happens, right? But, you never know. Like you get I mean, I'm sure if he knew that Darren Moore wasn't going to be there because obviously they didn't offer him a contract uh, originally off the off the June 1st deadline. But they'd bring him back in. And I don't know if Darren Moore was like working the phones trying to get him back or what. But that's that's the way it works, right? The, you never know who the next manager is going to be and if he's going to rate you. That's just the that's the reality of the game. You know, we saw it with you know, like again, you look back now. It's it's silly to say, but like Liam Palmer and Kieran Lee were out of favor with previous. I think specifically Dave Jones were out of favor with. Uh, Previous managers. So that's the, you know, Bam, one of the reasons why, uh, Barry Bannon is at Wednesday is because he didn't get on it. Was it Martin O'Neill at Aston Villa? Yeah, that's actually a great shout. Um, yeah, so this, this this does happen. It's the. Yeah, it just, it, it sucks. It like, sucks. I, it I don't want to yeah. say things like Marvin Johnson just go away quietly because <laughs> we well, don't. Well, like this stuff to, usually but... works out, right? They they terminate the contract at mutual consent and he, he goes somewhere out of free. That you know, I mean, he's a, a guy has had a left back injury. Against Marvin Johnson, no, he's been know? a great, uh, great player for the club. So, I don't know. I, I actually think overall, I think that um, again, a very active this transfer, transfer window, window obviously. Wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, we just still haven't seen most of the players at any uh, at any great length, including like as you mentioned, like Paul Valentin or. Yeah, that was, was, that his, was that his first performance uh, in the league? Uh, his in the league, maybe. Yeah, it might be. I don't think he came on the side. I, I think he, I I think recall, he played. I don't recall seeing him on I think edge. he played both League Cup games, but I don't think he's played in the league yet. I don't know. Offhand. No, that's that's probably fairly easy to look up. But uh, no, it says he has uh, uh, one minute. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> one minute of time in the league. So, yeah. Uh, he has in command. Uh, I mean, we've obviously seen uh, Delgado's been in the sheet, um, started every game, I believe. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Delgado, yeah, five five starts. Um, played the second most minutes on the team. Make of that what you will. Um, Diaby and Bernard look like they're forming uh, a solid little partnership we'll see, we'll see if they start the in the next uh, in the next game together since <laughs> i think that is well, the fifth um, different back line they've played in five games but yeah i mean i really i don't want to keep hard. i mean look I it's like if, if you're gonna play five at the back like diaby bernard and famewo are pretty good center back three it looks like i just don't know if that's the way they want to uh that's not the way the best way they want to play, play. I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah i'm not I'm not loving that. Um, hopefully, again, hopefully the extra week, even that sort of weird, you know, kind of ended up playing out like a 4-1-4-1 that they were doing uh, in the year. Like, I'd, I'd rather just stick with what you know, not, you know, with what, you know, what 
some people say you need to do or feel the desperation of picking up a point and right, like three the, games like, in and changing your tactics. And the players, like, are going to sniff that out, right? If you start to change stuff and panic and it does feel a little panicky and that way as long as just giving with the letter p theme and look it's like again yeah. <laughs> got a result like the other thing if you go Good in here like all right we have to play differently but he did it at cardiff too and cardiff away is not the same as leeds away no no that's that's what worried me a little bit i mean i think it was that sort of the introduction of the box midfield with the three four three mm-hmm. um that he that he saw at Cardiff and then he brought back at Leeds and and I don't have a problem with that again. But I'm just when you're jamming square pegs into round holes, man. Yep. That's uh, I, I'd rather us put pegs that fit, but maybe need some seasoning, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd rather lose three games now to know that we'll be better off in in four months or whatever it is. Yeah. Might not uh, have that kind of time. It is a short short-termism is the is the name of the game there's not really any other news but i do want to i meant to mention this in the in the leisure view it didn't it was nice to see the the yellow shirts get one more run out so um they may get a couple we'll see yeah that's yeah this year right i'm sure there's some other teams that will have uh, uh no what the hell's bolton they below us now yeah bolton are still in league one Ugly for them. But yeah, I'm sure there's um, some other teams that uh, have, like, you know, because obviously their away kit is like, I don't know if it's like white or light gray or cream or eggshell or whatever. But uh, uh, it, it's not exactly a a kit that lacks uh, kit clash potential. No, I liked, uh, I liked seeing I could see it against too. like Birmingham probably because there's a lot of white in in that kit. West, I haven't seen what the West Brom kit looks like that year, uh, but that's certainly in play there too. Anything that's like Burnham's usually Brom's usually blue, right? Yes, but they did sometimes they'll do quarters or hoops, so they do have a a, a fair bit of of white in the in the kit as well. Hey, they, I guess they I can. I think the white ones are fine. I, I like the kits Especially fine. if you're right. just going to buy a shirt to wear around. But yep. it, those yellows, I, if, okay. if they put and those is, yellows up for sale with the new logo, I, yeah. I will. It is I will just nice that the last memory of those shirts is not the uh, first leg of the Peterborough <laughs> fixture. Oh, Jesus, right. <laughs> but yeah, they might get some more runouts this year. Uh, that's all the running out we will do. Uh, this has been episode. Uh, I didn't look it up again. I think this is 228. I'm just going to keep guessing every week. Hopefully I'm right more often than not until I start doing documents again. <laughs> of the Owls Americas, you have a Wednesday opinion with American accent. You can find us on the internet at owlsamericas.com. Email the show at owlsamericas at gmail.com and find and follow us on Twitter at owlsamericas. The podcast is anywhere you get podcasts. If, you got, if you're listening to us now, you got the podcast from somewhere. Whenever you choose to listen to the Owls Americas, we have help, hope that you rate and review the show. It helps more Wednesdays find our ramblings. Justin is on Twitter at New England Owls. Justin, how will you be spending your international break weekend now that we get those again? Uh, 
I mean, watching international football because I mm. fucking love international football. But um, what's even gonna be some Euro qualifiers, probably? So uh... that's people know uh, the national team I probably support the most is is the Belgians, mm-hmm. and uh, they've got a chance to uh, really lock up that uh, that division. Well, listen, you smile, my friend. Uh, uh, at Azerbaijan and hosting mm-hmm. Estonia it needs to be six points, but <laughs> sure. Uh, I, I've had to listen to a lot of, you know, most casual fans and even some who really know have been talking about the uh, decline of Belgium and how they're going to fall apart uh, with their aging squad. But I've seen enough talent coming up to that team. Uh, I've still got a lot of faith that that's the team that will will not only make the Euros, but I think will will surprise and play much better than they did, um, much better than they did in the World Cup, which was a fucking embarrassment. I'm on Twitter at Jeff Paternostro. I think it's the last week of the farmer's market in, in the park downtown. So now that I'm significantly closer, I might, uh, they have like a really good sausage stand. It's a lot of like all local pork. So I get, I did a really good, uh, Barolo and Parmesan sausage from them last summer. I'm really been out there between moving and being out of town and, just trying to wrangle a very rambunctious three-year-old on Saturday. Maybe I'll take a walk from the park, pick up some sausage, pick up some bitters, and we'll see you back here for the return to league football next week.